Welcome to Wealth Commander. My name is not important. Here we go. Thank you for joining me today. Wealth Commander is always happy to see your shining faces. I might sound a little bit deeper and more manly than usual. I have a cold, so I apologize. Apologize for making you listen to this deep and velvet-like voice. So here we go. Let's get into the topic today. Are you fit for hardware or software businesses? Business? Businesses. Are you business? I don't know. When you put the S on there, I never know how, how do you say that to the end. Well, anyway, it's cling clang versus beep boop. A battle as old as the 90s. Hardware is uh, about creation of a physical device or a machine that does something. Duh. While software is code that runs a program on the interwebbies or an application which can also run on a physical device that you created, like sex bots, for both sexes, of course. Today's purpose is to get you thinking, am I more apt to create a hardware product or am I more inclined to make a software product? Hardware cling-clang is just in the blood of some people. They love the feel of something real in their hands, while others are ready to be still in front of a computer screen and meticulously making a program work. And if you can possess a little of both, well, you might be ahead of the game, like knowing actually how to solve Rubik's Cubes and create one. I personally remove the stickers and place them back into the correct area. Hardware can be anything, really. It doesn't have to be the newest technological creation, nor does it have to be 100% original. There are tons of products that you can as they say in the entrepreneurial business, rip, pivot, and jam a product model. For example, something is on the market. You take that product, make a part of it better, and get it out to the consumer ASAP, which can be very effective for some new businesses. 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 There you go. Businesses. 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 Biz, bit, bit, businesses, businesses, When creating hardware, I think this would be where most people identify with the word inventor. You are creating something that physically exists and performs a task. Some simple examples would be like a fidget cube. Remember that one hit wonder? The top toy for the nerd that stops using it after a couple days because they found something else new to fidget at. The fidget cube was a cube. Six sides, and each side had some type of distraction. Buttons, then on the other side a switch, and so on and so on and so on. It was for those discerning hands that could not keep still. In addition to bouncing your legs, you could have this in your hand to click, snap, and dial to your heart's content until someone gives you that death stare from across the room. Like you do when that person obsessively clicks a pen. Or the tapping, you know. Someone's drumming all the time. 
I could have been a hand drumming. I could be a, a tabletop Joe. Tabletop Joe. Any Tom Waits fans out there. Sad story about this particular product, though. Just because it's offhand. There was no patent on it, and someone watched... Someone from China um, watched their Kickstarter page and knocked it off faster than it could, they could even get it out. Uh, the toy startup got their wings clipped before they was even out. But moving on to some other things, here's another product called the Tub Shroom, a simple device that catches hair so it does not go down your tub drain. Simple yet elegant, but also very disgusting. Globs of hair you need to throw out, and God knows what else gets caught down there. Now, I can already hear it now. That's not hardware. That's not hardware, says the technical hardware startup office. It needs to have PCBs or be a wearable and have unsecure firmware. Well, there is more complicated projects and what people want to align themselves as the cool kids of hardware. So here's something that I found on uh, Kickstarter that I think would be a good example. The Nebbia Spa Shower, which is claiming to save more than 65% of water for every shower. Now, looking at it here, the design looks great. It's sleek and has matte colors. A lot of engineering into their NASA-level nozzle technology. I've never used it, but have you ever tried to get shampoo out of your hair with a mist? To go even more complicated... We have the iRobot Roomba i7 Plus. That's a long name. The self-navigating and emptying vacuum cleaner, letting the robots take over our sweeping lives. Now, this is how it starts. Small tasks that we don't want to do and making it all automatic. Soon, we won't even know how to sweep up our own floors. But I'm all for it because I'm lazy. This product is much more complicated has navigation software, sensors, lithium batteries, and obviously software. Are you ready to create the next Roomba? So how do you start creating? First, you need to solve a problem. This is the first step in starting a business or a product. If this is an art project, then apparently you won't need to solve anything but appease your lonely but brilliant mind that no one understands. Creating something that solves a problem is not always straightforward. A fidget cube, a spinner, what problem is that solving? It was looking for people that needed to do things with their hands and keep them preoccupied. Tub shrooms helps keep your drain free from clogs and makes it easy to remove. Ugh, gross. I mean, have you ever stared at the mess that's at the bottom of your drain? I mean, you just ignore it as long as you, as you can. And, and sometimes you just pour chemicals over it, hoping it will just dissolve. Or maybe that's just you. But God, I, it's disgusting. It's, ugh. The Nebbia Shower Spa is giving a solution to saving water and creating a new, quote, unquote, experience while showering. The Roomba i7 Plus liberates all housewives and housemen from vacuuming the floor themselves ever again for about $1,000. Let the robot army vacuum over you. Solving something can come in many different forms. It could be lighthearted toys or guilt-tripping you into saving the earth. Now, once you have an idea, it would be time to research if you have a place in the market. Is it already being made? Can you make it better? If I make this product, is there enough interest for someone to buy it? 
I'll give you an example of that. Like the handy handset, which was just a large foam hand in the making a phone call gesture. You got your pinky out and your thumb and you kind of put up your head. It was just a large foam hand that connected with your favorite mobile phone or PC. Who knows why that one didn't take off? Next is to figure out what does it take to make something like this? You can reference my previous two-part episodes, episode four, start making junk to sell, and the episode five that follows after the to-be-continued episode. But we got to look into something enough to know if it's worth doing. It is good to get feedback and figure out if your idea blows. So, where can you meet like-minded people? Here in Shenzhen, I've gone to a couple places, and but my favorite one is a group called HardwareMassive.com. Now, they have places all over the place. They're a pretty technical group. I go to their Shenzhen meetings when I have a chance, and it's always an eye-opener to see how stupid I am. More groups can be found on Meetup.com or Eventbrite, and you can meet up with people in person that are also interested in hardware or creating things. Now, the advantage, hardware seems to be pretty exciting. I don't know if this is an advantage, but I guess it's a positive. You are building something from the ground up, or you're using existing structures, and you're improving them. Analog feel gives you a sense of accomplishment that it was built. The disadvantages are kind of obvious. Hardware startup overall will be more expensive if you're starting from scratch. That might take custom materials that need significant mold fees and fabrication. All this needs to get done to get just a prototype. Find out what needs to be fixed, adjust, and then, well, build it again. The first and the last version most likely will have pretty big differences. That might even mean revising your costs as well. All this has to be done before your first sale. So, deep pockets, dude. All right, that was about hardware. So let's take a break for a second and relax, and then we'll move right into software. Until then, enjoy. Software is a collection of code programs, or procedures. It can be copied, changed, destroyed, without physically creating a new one. I can hear the collective groan now. Wealth Commander, I'm not my grandmother. I know how to use my mouse and MS Paint programs. But just stay with me. I'm painting a picture here, Bob Ross style. I'm just going to put a little happy explanation here. No mistakes, just happy accidents. Software ranges in complexity just like hardware, from simple code and firmware that runs a piece of hardware to Google's algorithms or AI projects. I'm a novice at this. Please be gentle. I'm going to let you know the things that I know of or I come across of in Shenzhen. IoT products. Internet of Things. Like the Nest Smart Home to turn on your lights, regulate the temperature of your home, possibly watching you and learning your weaknesses. Amazon Echo, the creepy thing that listens to you all the time. And even a smart Mr. Coffee. And really, when was Mr. Coffee not smart? It made me coffee every day. But apparently, this one's superior. 
Mr. Coffee 10 Cups Smart Optimal Brew Coffee Maker makes it easy to schedule, monitor, and modify your brew from anywhere. Modify your brew? How do you, what do you modify after you start brewing? Like, do you go, you know, I just started making a dark coffee. I want you to start watering it down. I'm not really sure. What is, how do you modify coffee at this point? You just brew it, right? Maybe I'm old fashioned. I, I just, I need to start modifying my brews and see what I can do halfway in between. I, I don't want to be closed-minded here. Google Assistant, an AI assistant that can make hair appointments by phone, but not available for us just yet. And what a jip. But let's get down to the regular people and what they're making. One program I know that's, that's made by a regular person, I can assume he's a person, not a robot, is a program called Fetcher. Now, this is an accounting for Amazon. This is a software specifically tracking Amazon accounting drawing vital information about how much money you're losing and overspending on ads, and on good days, the profits you are making. If you want to get into something a little bit more weird that, that regular people are making, a program called Open Worm is an open science project aimed at building the first digital organism, a microscopic worm called C. elegans. That would be C period E-L-E-G-A-N-S. You can interact and examine the worm. You can even have him live on your desktop. Hooray! But seriously, there is merit to this. There are tons of scientists participating in this and playing with their own worms. Maybe just read their site and find out more about it. So now it's time to get into coding. Hashtag learn coding, dog. I just might have been kicked off uh, Twitter, actually. So how do you start creating stuff? Well, it depends on what you want to build. And I think we need to take out the word you here and replace it with people that can help. Just like hardware, time to solve a pain point and figure out how you want to deliver it. If you have a software engineer degree already, you know what the next steps are. And you don't have to listen to me, but keep listening anyway. So for those who don't have an engineering degree, and of course the ones who do, who are just going to listen anyway, there's ways to keep moving forward. Lone Wolf style. You decide to code, boot camp it, and learn it all on your own. Most of these take about 14 to 16 weeks, and you have the basics. But you will be a horrible beginner. You will have the advantage of knowing the lingo and what tools you will need, but you still may need to partner up or outsource some other help to complete some other certain areas. Which leads me to the second possibility. Outsource it. Many people have done this and hired the people they need for specific areas of a program they need to make or an app or a game or whatever it is. There's things like Upworks. I might have changed names by now. Fiverr, all different types of places where you can go and you can outsource help that you would need to complete certain projects. So where do you meet like-minded people? There are tons of code boot camps out there you will have to read over and figure out what's best for you and what's in your location. Eventbrite again and Meetup will definitely have the groups that you can join and where you can meet in person and figure out, hey, is this cool or are they doing things that I want to do? Programs can be created within hours and possibly can be live within days. Timelines are much faster with software. Updates and changes can be done on the fly. You don't have to start from the beginning or recreate the programs from scratch. But that's not how my grandmother used to do it. She created everything from scratch, making it easy to improve a product very quickly. The disadvantages, 
there could be compatibility issues or you need to trouble wear uh you need to trouble wear you need to troubleshooting what the fuck am i talking about we're sorry folks but wealth commander's having a hard time here and he'll be right back with you there could be compatibility issues and troubleshooting software problems could be more complex than simple hardware. It also continuously needs to be updated to be relevant. Overall, maybe what we should say is what's not better or worse, but rather what type of person are you? What type of problem do you need to solve? Does hardware or software solve that problem? Nowadays, it's a combination of the two. Software is much cheaper and faster to get off the ground, especially if it's based on a hardware that already exists. For example, like a smartphone and you put apps on it. Or there's a framework that already exists, like the internet or a website that you can draw analytics from. And you can create your program around that. Bottom line, creating things, whether hardware or software, is going to be important for your work in the future. Or work in general. With all the talk of automation and taking our germs, sitting on our asses and having things come to you is not going to work. Believe me, I've been waiting a long time and still nothing has just come to me. But the wealth commander abides, commanding his wealth. And I hope you do too. <laughs>